Ash the Rock, reading Diane Palmer's book True Blue, chapter 11, in the last chapter. Ribs. Yes. I'm fine. Gwen whispered, lifted into the slow heart of and her eyes rolled back in her head. The overwhelming wave of pleasure that accommodated the movie. Oh my gosh, she comes. <laughs> it just gets better and better. <laughs> yes. A high pitched little cry escaped her tight throat. She opened her eyes wide as it began to shudder, and she watched him. His body rippled in the throes of ecstasy. He closed his eyes and groaned helplessly as he arched up and gave himself to the pleasure. Watching him set her own body on fire, she moved involuntary, lifting, lifting, tightening as she felt the pleasure grow, 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 like a volcanic growing out rocks and flames before it suddenly exploded and set fiery rain into the sky. She was like it was like the volcano echoing its explosion, filling her body, burned and flaming, and consumed itself into the endless fires of passion. She couldn't stop moving even when a pinnacle was reached, and she was falling from the hot peak down into the warm ashes. No, she kept going too soon. Back home, won't stop until you ask me to. Brush her mouth and says, move back to a slow. Deep rhythm that very quickly brought her from one peak to an even higher one. He lifted his head and looked down at her pretty pink breasts, hard tipped and rusty as she lifted him, flat belly reaching up to tempt his to lie on it, pressing it into a soft carpet as the rhythm grew suddenly quick and hard and urgent. Now, 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 she rolled hopelessly, shivering as the pleasure began to grow. Beyond anything she'd ever experienced before in his life. Well, please now. Pushed down hard and brought a ripple around him. A flutter of motion sent him craning off the edge of his face. He cried out, his body contracting as he tried to get even closer. They shuddered and shuddered together until the pleasure finally began to seep into manageable levels. He collapsed on top of her, his body heavy and hard and hot, and she held him. While they started to creep away. That was incredible. She whispered into I thought we already found the woman he was with. Apparently, we hadn't. He laughed at me. He said, It's fine. I wouldn't have helped it if it wasn't fine. She had a little coming fast. She said, It's awesome. He said, So, you know, he looked around. If you plan to make a habit of meeting me at the door and see secret every day, because I have to tell you, I really like you. She laughed softly. It was improv. I was trying it on, and I heard your key in the door. The rest is history. He gives me something history. He started to look away. She kind of sorry. He said, "He went at it a little too hard." No, he didn't. She denied, smiling. You know. Even to his discomfort. He led her into the bedroom and tucked them both in the bed, even the clothes where they'd been screwed. We haven't had supper, she protested. We had dessert, supper can wait. He pulled her in his arms, turned out the light, and they slept until morning. Christmas Day brought a huge, huge meal. The whole family expected general mocking all and holiday music around the Christmas tree in the living room of Barbara's house. Except for Mira Mock now. 
Rick and Gwen had been on their nearby house, and the family selling had accepted. They were signing the papers the following month. It was an exciting time. Barbara and General Jean Castaway were getting along from time to time, but with minor and unexpected explosions every few hours. General was very opinionated, it seemed, and he had very different ideas on certain methods of cooking, considering that he only started being a chef five years before, and Barbara had been doing it for years. They were bound to clash, and they did. The more they discussed recipes, the louder the arguments became. Gwen had resigned her father. Gwen had resigned her federal job with her father's blessing. She's now working full time as a detective on Rick's squad at San Antonio PD. Her fledging efforts had resulted in murder charges against Michael Duggan, the man arrested by not convicted on assault charges concerning the college co-ed. He was also the subject of another investigation on a similar cold case in which charges were pending. He'd been seen at the most recent victim's apartment before her death in San Antonio. Faced with ironclad evidence of his guilt, a partial fingerprint, and conclusive DNA matching fluids, found on the victim's body, he confessed the public defender had tried to argue that Miranda rights hadn't been read. The prisoner himself had assured his legal counsel that he'd been read them that he stood on his confession. He started crying. He hadn't meant to hurt any of them, but they were so pretty and he could never get, even get a girl to go out with him. He killed that other girl too because she made fun of him and laughed. This girl he just killed, she'd been kind. He didn't care if he went to prison. He told Gwen he didn't want to hurt anybody else. He handed him over to the prosecutor's office with a sad smile. A murderer with a conscience. How unusual that it didn't bring the dead woman back on the other hand, the cold case squad was feeling a sense of satisfaction. They owed Gwen a nice dinner, they told her, and would deliver any time she asked. She also spoke with the parents of the dead woman and gave them some consolation in the fact that the killer would be brought to justice and most likely that long and painful trial that would only bring back horrible memories of the tragedies. San Antonio Patrolman Sims, who'd gone on stakeout with Rick and Gwen, had been resigned from the force suddenly with no reason given. Nobody in the department knew what had happened. Patrolman Ames and Jacobsville was happily back on the job with no apparent ill effects. Down in Berea, there were rumors of an invasion. It was all over the news. General Castaway, when asked about the truth of those rumors, just smiled. Gwen Hansberg and grabbed gifts and waited patiently for him to open it. He looked inside the mug at her How did you know? She grinned and nodded toward Barbara, who walked. Thanks, he said, pulling out a DVD of an important United States versus Mexico soccer match that he had missed because of it. I really enjoy it. I'll really enjoy it. I know you saw the results, but it was a great game, wasn't it? Here, open your, he said, and handed her a small present. She pulled it open. It was a drawer box. She pulled the lid up, and there was a small, beautiful diamond ring. She pulled it out and said, I thought you should have one. This is the biggest round, but it's with my whole heart. <laughs> Kissed it. She burst into tears and hugged him close. I won't care if it was a cigar pit, she said. I know that's why I wanted you to have it. <laughs> Sweet man. Well, he's a happy man. He had a kiss on him. Looked up at him with eyes for You know, she said, glancing toward her mother and General Casper. We were looking at the rest of the books. Take the I think this is the best Christmas of my life. 
and goes to the best of mine, he replied, but only the first of many. Yes, he said, smiling in the ear. As she touched his cheek with a ring, the first of many, Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas. The sudden buzz of the cell phone interrupted him. He reached into his pocket for the grimace, probably a case, and he had to go to San Antonio on Christmas Day. He looked at the number, it was an answer number. Hello, he said. Release Navidad, the deep voice sank. Forgot the words. Rick laughed delighted. Shame. Then he sang it to him properly. Yes, shame, but I'm very busy and with my mind on his own other things. Happy Christmas, my son. Happy Christmas to you, Dad. He said, wow, his father had taken time out of his regulation to wish him well. Things are going fine here. Perhaps you and your lovely wife will come to visit me. And I will send a plane for you. That would be nice, would Meanwhile, be a good boy, and Santa Claus will send you something very nice and dear for you. I didn't get you anything except the sentence. You did. The hope of grandchildren. That's a gift beyond pleasure. Measure. I'll do my best. <laughs> Reply tongue and feet. It was interrupted. Yes, I will be right there. Sorry, I have to go. Wish me luck. You know what I do. Happy Christmas, my son. Happy Christmas, dear. That was a very nice surprise. Yeah. It's not a simple recipe. In general's ground, nobody can make that right. It's a stupid recipe. It curls every time. It's not stupid, and yes, you can. Barbara grow back. I'm telling you, it's impossible. I know. I've tried. Oh, for heaven's sake. Come on in here, and I'll show you. It's not hard. That's what you think. Stop growling. It's Christmas. You're amazing. All right. Damn it. Jean, Darn it. Much better. She said with a grin. I won't be performed by a cook. And just in case you didn't notice, I'm head of the CIA. And in this house, you're an apprentice chef. Now stop muttering and come on. This is one of the easiest sauces in the world, and it won't curdle if you just pay attention. The general was still muttering as he followed Barbara into the kitchen. There was a loud rattle of pots and pans in the opening of the fridge. Voices murmured. Rick pulled Gwen into his arms and kissed her I love you. That's not a lot of See, I told you, that's curdling. It's not curdling, it's reducing. Damn it. You put the butter in too soon, Gerald. I did not. Gerald design. You think you can do something about your father? If you'll do something about your mother, she returned to I'm not raising the heat. I'm not raising the heat. The book is wrong. The Gerald snapped. <laughs> looked at Gwen. Gwen looked at Rick. In the kitchen, the voices were growing louder. Without a word, they went to the front door, opened it, and ran for their car. <laughs> He won't even miss us, he said as he started to move. And maybe if they're left alone, they'll make peace. Yes, they kissy teeth. He drove off to the house they were buying, cut off the engine, and stared at it. We're going to be very happy here, he said. I'm making a garden, and your mother can teach me how to can. Yes, because if she and your father don't kill each other, he added, we'll have to learn to get along. Phone ran right the phone rang and requested. Hello? Can you come home for a minute? Barbara asked. 
sure if it's safe, BTs, or you need. Well, we could use a little help in the kitchen. Making the sauce. Getting holiday sauce out of hair and curtains and cabinets and on wall. Mom, what happened? Thought I was making it wrong and I thought it was. He was making it wrong and well, we sort of tossed the pan up. Are you okay? <laughs> Actually, you know, I think he was right. It tastes better. Pretty good with less salt. I see. He's looking for another frying pan, so please hurry. She whispered and then hung up. What's going on with it? He grinned as he turned from War of the Worlds Part 1. He just helped clean up the carnage in the kitchen. Excuse me? He trashed the hollandaise sauce all over the kitchen. At least they're speaking, she pointed out. She shook his head. General and his mother might eventually agree to a truce, but Rick had a feeling that it was going to be a long winter. Who went close and kissed the top of her head. He could manage anything, he thought, as long as he had her. She sighed and closed her eyes. Too many cooks spoiled broth. She wondered what I was thinking the same thing. Let's go, referee. Done. They drove home through the colorful streets with strings of red and blue and yellow and green lights and garlands of holly and fur. The middle of the town square was a huge Christmas tree full of decorations, under which were wooden painted presents. One day, we'll bring our kids here when the lights when they light the tree. Yes, he said, and it was a promise. One day, the tree grew smaller and smaller in the river near as he turned down a long road that led to Barbara's house. It was, Rick thought, truly the best Christmas of his life. He looked down at Gwen, and he saw in her eyes that she was thinking the very same thing. Two lonely people who found each other. The answer to a drink. The end. I know. I told you, cute. But make sure you smile.